everybody. I'm Pat Shea. And I'm Mary Teresa Archbold. And happy 2022 to you. Yes. 2022. Uh, I, I was thinking this is this is definitely the future. This is the future. Like back to the future like, future? Like growing up, the year 2000 was like the future. And now we're deeply into the 2000s at this point. Yeah. So welcome to the future. Yeah. I'm sure it's everything you imagined and hoped for, <laughs> particularly at this given time. You mentioned Back to the Future, and I will point out a lot of things from Back to the Future. Uh, the Back to the Future 2 have not come to pass. Nope. One thing is that our kids' shoes, uh, our our 10-year-old shoes look exactly like the future shoes. That Marty McFly They're wore? red, but yeah, they look exactly like That's Marty true. McFly's future so shoes. Fashion so fashion caught up. Somehow. Yeah. So we are so happy to be starting off this new year, continuing on with season two. And we are very grateful for how much we grew yeah. uh, in listeners uh, in 2021. And we're looking forward to expanding it more in 2022. So if you do have a moment, you listen to podcasts, you know, please yes. rate, review, share. It really makes a big difference in helping us grow funny parents and sharing yes. these stories so no parents know that they are not alone in this parenting journey. Exactly. And it helps with algorithms somehow. So <laughs> so we'll let Alger go. And we've got a great story for you today. Oh boy, we do. We've got a, a, a great story. If you're feeling uh, inspired, um, we have our friend Steve Waltine coming on. And uh, Steve is married a, a couple of weeks ago. We had a story by uh, from Kate James, and we've had her on the show as well. Uh, Kate and Steve are, are married and raising a kid together. And so we get to hear from the other side of that co-parenting duo. Yes, and Steve Waltin is a writer for The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Yes. Where they have won, you know, a Peabody, sure. Emmys, you know, all the, all the good stuff. He has no shelf space. Right, all full up. Yeah. Uh, he's also written for uh, The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. Klepper, he mm -hmm. is a veteran of the Second City and I.O. in Chicago. Yes. And World News Tonight, which yes. was uh, a fantastic, or it still is, I believe, uh, a fantastic current events improv show that is uh, uh, featured Shane Wilson, uh, who we've had on the show before, and Jordan Klepper once upon a time, and Steve and so many amazingly talented people. Yes. And Steve is also a character on Pat's favorite podcast, Hello yes. from the Magic. Hello from the Magic Tavern. Exactly. He is Prince Tom Blaine Belleroth. Uh, he, Steve is going to share, I'm going to cut Pat off. Totally, Fair enough. Because he will go on and he's, on about how Tom much Blaine. he loves Hello from Disguised the as a series of bats. Okay. okay. Um, Steve's story, we need to be very clear, Yes, is not for little ears. This is true. Different than how ours wasn't for little ears. There's definitely, again, this podcast for grownups. Exactly. We, we always try and specify that this is a parent-to-parent -parent podcast. Uh, and then there are times when we especially have to specify that it's a parent-to-parent -parent, uh, episode. So if there are little ears around, you might want to put in little ear earbuds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Steve is going to share that exciting, exhilarating moment mm -hmm. when you first hear your child read. Enjoy. Oh, 
So I, I want to tell you about the moment that reading really clicked awesome. for my son. It's, it's like, you know, like parents of, of kids, you know, of, of a certain age, like they see that moment where um, it's been a struggle and putting together words and sounds and like the moment when it really, when it really clicked. So this is, uh -huh. this is kind of that moment. And um, I'll, I'll sort of preface it by saying that so when I was a young child, my parents told me that babies were made through a process called penis to vagina. Oh my god. <laughs> so you can you can imagine it like a like a hyphenate noun, right? Sure. So I'll I'll, I'll use it in a sentence, for example. Our son <laughs> our son coming into bed every night makes it difficult to have penis to vagina. <laughs> so when I was a kid, like I just thought that that's what sex was called. Sure. And when I became a teenager, I laughed at how weird it was for my parents to express it in this clinical, straightforward mm -hmm. manner. Uh, but here's the thing. As I grew older, I began to feel really thankful sure. that they didn't cloak it in some weird euphemism that obscured what was really happening. Because I realize now that from an early age, I knew exactly what procreative sex entailed mm -hmm. and I never had to have what others have described to me as like that splash of cold water moment in your early adolescence <laughs> when when somebody says to you like when someone tells you what it really is and you're like wait <gasps> what what goes where like I was always like oh yeah it's penis penis to vagina so when I became a parent I told myself you know, like I will try to be, because I ended up being grateful for this. I will try to be as frank as is appropriate mm. when adult concepts come up in front of my child. So that, that was kind of like the goal, you know, but it's not, it's not always easy and it does not always go the way that you planned. Sure. And, um, you know, for example, the time when my wife went out for groceries one afternoon and I accidentally taught my five-year-old the word cunt. Oh. Now, you stay with me. <laughs> so my wife goes out to make a Trader Joe's run at about 4 p.m. on a Saturday. Sure. And, um, you know, she doesn't think that her absence will result in our son learning the word cunt. And why would she? That's not something that people tend nope. to worry about. Sure. Nope. Yeah. But so I finally, at, at this time, I finally got Thomas interested in reading and, and in sounding out words, right? And he knows the sounds that letters make, but he has a hard time putting them together. So he's got a few words he can recognize, you know, like the and and. And what he likes doing is going through books. I mean, this is, you know, this is when he was, when he's five. So this is, like, you know, almost yeah. two years ago. But he, what he likes doing is going through books and um, circling the words he knows. And so, so great. So we're, he's got a pencil and we're kind of playing on the floor and we're listening to the Beatles and I'm, I'm telling him he's allowed to take books off the bookshelf oh and circle oh. words he knows. So that's why, you know, if you ever borrow a book from me and like all the thes and ands are circled, that's why. <laughs> so, um, so anyways, so Thomas takes a book off the shelf and it's one of the volumes of, 
this Norwegian author, Carl Ove Knausgaard, he's got a six volume autobiography and it's this great, it, it, it's fantastic book. Um, but in one part of the book, he's recounting his time at this prestigious Norwegian Writers Academy as a young man. Oh. And he's extreme, you know, he's like a college student. He's extremely frustrated with his poetry assignment. And he can't understand why the professors are constantly praising the other students' poems, but tearing his poetry apart. Mm-hmm. So in an act of rebellion, he uh, submits a poem that is just a full page of the word cunt. Oh my God. Capitalized and bolded, right? And the page is reproduced in the book. And so if you're flipping through it, you know, it kind of stands out. Yeah. So I had completely forgotten that this page existed. Of course. And Thomas sees the page and he shows it to me and he goes, Hey, Dad, why is this page just one word over and over again? And I say, oh, okay. Well, it's it's because he's really mad and frustrated. And that's a really bad word to say. And it's a grown-up word. And what's happening is he's having a hard time with his feelings. And so he's he's saying a bad word over and over again. And I think, okay, cool. Okay, I explained that well. Plus, he can't read. If I take the book away and act like something really bad happened, you know, he'll be more curious or he'll think that he did something wrong, right? Right. So then, so he's still got it in front of him. And then the best, worst thing starts happening. He starts using all the tools we've been talking about and he starts <laughs> sounding it out. Oh my God. And unlike the other words that he's been trying, he is nailing it. He's like, cunt, cunt. Cunt. Oh my God. So now I am caught between two really conflicting impulses as a parent, right? This is one of the first words he's really correctly sounded out. So I want to reward that. On the other hand, this is really not a word he can ever be allowed to say. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Like if a kid, you know, you like if a kid says fuck at school, Uh the teacher probably laughs a little, right? To themselves. Because they're like, of course, you know, like, of course he wouldn't, he shouldn't say it. But obviously he heard it at home and we all say fuck. So if the kindergartner says fuck, the teacher's just like, hey, you know, you shouldn't say that and whatever. But, but they don't really think anything about the parents, right? Yeah. But if a kindergartner says cunt, that's just, that's disturbing. Yep. It makes you wonder what's going on at home. So. So I'm caught yeah. between these two impulses. I want to reward the reading, but I want to convey that this is just, this is a, it can't be a word that we ever say. And ideally it's a word we forget. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I do is I go, yes, cunt. That's exactly right. Oh my God. You sounded it out. Great job. And then the second thing I say is now you can never say that word again. <laughs> It is a very 
bad and rude word and it would make people upset and unhappy if you said it and he's pretty good like so it seems to be sinking in so it, you know like, why he says and i say like it's complicated it's just a word yeah. that would it would hurt people's feelings if you said it and it's not a nice word and i i just need you to promise that you won't say it oh. and i'm trying to like i'm trying to balance the urgency of how much i mean this with also sounding breezy and light, so he won't exactly <laughs> glean like how much power he now has. Oh, oh yeah. So the analogy I thought like I felt like a police negotiator trying to calmly disarm a uh, hostage taker. Uh like on a megaphone being like, Okay, it's okay. We're all friends here. <laughs> Just put down the cunt and we can talk. <laughs> I'm going to need you to put the cunt down and forget what it sounds like. Can you do that for me? Oh, my goodness. So he's pretty good about understanding when something is serious. And and so he closes the book and picks up another. And this time I'm paying, you know, more attention to what he's looking at. Sure. And so some time passes and we sound out some more words and we circle some more words. And now he's really, you know, putting the letters together. And and I'm starting to think that I really dodged a cunt here. (laughs) And so maybe mom never has to know that we had a brush with extreme profanity. And maybe I'll never have to attend that parent-teacher conference where we determine who's responsible for the entire PS56 kindergarten learning the C word. <laughs> I'm kind of patting myself on the back. I, I've triumphed as a parent. I have seen the iceberg that is cunt and calmly mm. Steered my ship past it without incident. And in this moment, sort of as if to emphasize my triumph, our favorite Beatles song comes on and it's Hey Jude. And, and I turn it up when it gets to the na, 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 na. And we're singing. And then Thomas just goes, so dad, it would be really bad if this song went cunt, 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 hey, cunt. Oh my gosh. And that's when I realized the hostages have been killed. The ship is sunk. I am a terrible parent and there is nothing left to say, but yes, Thomas, that would be a very bad song. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh, oh my god. My heart hurts. That's yeah. But he reads now. <laughs> Phonics works for you, ladies there and you gentlemen. Go. Phonics at work. I yeah. will say, so uh this happened um probably a year and a half ago. Uh-huh. And I, ha- I haven't heard the word since. So I think we, d- I think I actually did dodge it. You never know yeah. what they're going to like absorb and keep and what they're, totally. what they're not. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. It's going to come out at the worst moment. You're like, Whoa! Oh, I know. Well, but I think if it hasn't come out by now, I think we're, I think we're good. I'm the, curious. Yeah. How did you explain this to Kate? Or have you yet? <laughs> well, she, <laughs> Now it's on a podcast. Um, <laughs> right. No, I told her, I told her that night and I was just like, you're going to be mad. Here's what happened. But also <laughs> reading, honey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs>
I've always regretted that we didn't have enough Norwegian poetry <laughs> on our bookshelves uh, until I heard Steve tell that story. Makes me really appreciate the Bob books, which is what we actually yes, used. That's all we have on our bookshelves. Yes, <laughs> just Bob books. Over just, and over. Yeah, just Matt Bob books. sat on a cat with a mat. Uh, yes, they were yeah. enjoyable. Highly recommend the Bob <laughs> books. They really work for our kids. Um, wow. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's one way to get reading. The magic. <laughs> and the thing is, it, it totally, the, the guy's poem totally worked because obviously there was something special about it. That's what you want out of poetry, right? Is that there's that something special draws you in. It evokes a feeling. And uh, even those brand new reading eyes could recognize that. That's incredibly powerful. Right? Absolutely. Well, kids reading. Yes. Kids reading is powerful. It I'm is. a thousand percent behind that uh, as we force our children to read 30 minutes every night. <laughs> and by force, I mean, yes, they are miserable doing it. Not. Oh, it depends on them. Man. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Of if we just let them read. Dogman. Uh, yeah. Every night. Over and over and over. And bad, bad guys. guys. Yeah. That'd be all set. Which we totally recommend. Yes. Uh, it's just they've read them enough times and and. Whatnot. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, go head over to facebook.com slash funny parents. Give us a like so you can get all the information about episodes. Or join our email list at fa- uh, funnyparentspodcast.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you soon.